At first, Ethan was unconcerned that Nicole wasn't waiting for him outside the cafe on Tuesday evening. He took a little longer to get there than he'd estimated, and she could have run into somebody she knew, or decided to duck into a nearby shop while she waited. By the time he'd been up and down Main Street, though, he was worried. Even people who didn't know Nicole should remember whether a woman matching her description had come into a store in the last few minutes. In his experience, something like a knee-high boot cast would catch people's eyes, especially when the cast was combined with crutches. But he'd been in every shop up and down Main Street, twice, first expecting to spot her in a store, and then when he didn't, to ask if anyone had seen her. Gavin remembered what Nicole ordered for dinner, and that Cooper hadn't looked happy when he left, but no one else seemed to have noticed what happened to Nicole once she stepped outside the cafe. She couldn't have gone running on a broken ankle. She couldn't drive either, and her car was parked at her empty family home where she'd left it on the day of her injury. Nicole couldn't have just disappeared on her own. Ethan had been up to Lauren's apartment twice, banging hard enough on the door to attract the stares of neighbors sticking their heads out of their apartments. But Nicole wasn't there, and no one had seen her since long before dinner time. Ethan worried. Then he fumed. He sent her text after text and left her a string of voicemails. Why didn't she at least let him know where she was? When his phone finally rang on Tuesday night, Ethan grabbed it, but it was a slightly irritable Cooper insisting that they had to talk immediately. Ethan had taken Cooper a copy of the photograph of Quinn, apologized for not calling Cooper sooner, relayed everything he'd done all day, and then headed out to look for Nicole again. In his room at the motel, he hadn't slept, If Nicole didn't contact him soon, Ethan intended to go back to Cooper's office and report another missing person. Ethan was almost at the hospital to check on Lauren and, he hoped, write her discharge orders if her drain was still clear and the latest scan showed nothing of concern. When his phone rang and he saw it was Nicole's number, Ethan swerved to the side of the road and braked hard. "'Nicole, are you all right?' Yes. Are you alone? In my car. Where are you? You sound angry. Ethan took a deep breath. I'm worried about you. I'm all right. I'm sorry for not being where I was supposed to be last night. I've lost count of how many times I called you. Thirteen and nineteen text messages. I think you'll understand why I couldn't answer them, though. Are you sure you're all right? Positive. Can you come to Quinn's house? That's where you are? Please come, Nicole said, as soon as you can. Who is with you? How did you get out there? What would Ethan walk into? Just come. Her voice cradled promise. It'll all make sense when you get here. I'll be right there. Ethan glanced at the time in the dash. He'd been seeing Lauren every morning since the surgery. If the Hidden Falls Hospital was like every other hospital in the country, discharge could take hours after a doctor's orders. The sooner he got the process going, the better. But it would have to wait. 
Ethan's heart pounded with relief that Nicole was all right, tangled with curiosity about what awaited him at Quinn's. It clicked.